0: Lord. Hallelujah. (coughs) Oh, we love you, Jesus. We magnify your name today. You're worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't
1: prevail. Cause the God, God I serve knows, knows only God how to, to triumph.
0: triumph. Come on,
1: my God will never. Come on,
0: let's say it again. My God will never fail. Oh,
1: my God will never fail. Here we go. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Let's declare it today. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord.
0: Come on, do you believe that today? Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Come on, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah,
1: Every war he wages, he will win backing down from any giant cause I know how this story ends yeah yes, I know how this story ends And I'm gonna see a victory yeah I'm gonna see a victory come on for the battle for, for the battle, battle belongs to you lord I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to You. Gonna see? Yes, we are.
0: Yeah. Come put your hands together today, Lord. We thank You for victory. We thank You for victory.
1: Oh. You take what the enemy meant meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yeah, you do. You take. You take what the enemy meant for evil. Yeah, and you you turn turn it for good. good. You turn it. You turn it for good. Oh, you take. You take what the enemy enemy meant meant for evil. evil. And you turn it for good You turn it for good Yes you did You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good Yeah You take what the enemy meant for evil You turn it for good. You turn it. You turn it for good. good. Oh yes, you do. You take what the enemy enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. good. You You turn turn it for good. good. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm, I'm going to see, see a victory. Yeah. I'm going to see a victory. Yes, we are. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, I'm going to see a victory. Yeah. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs For to the, the Lord. the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna see, see a victory. Yeah. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, you take what the, the enemy, enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. turn it for good. You turn it for you good it for good. You, you take, take what the enemy, enemy meant for evil. It. You turn it for good. Yeah, you, you turn it for good. Oh. come on. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for victory, God. You turn it for good. For our good. Yes, you do. Oh, You take what the enemy meant for evil
0: And you turn it for good Come on, do you believe it? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah Thank you God, hallelujah 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 He's a good God, hallelujah Thank you Lord Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We bless you. Great God.
1: <coughs>
0: Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. We magnify your name. Glorify your name. Ancient of Days. Prince of Peace. Mighty God. Oh, you give life.
1: You are love You bring light, light To the, the darkness dark. You give hope You restore Every heart, heart That is broken oh, Great are you Lord It's your breath It's your breath So we pour out our praise, pour out our praises. Your, your breath in, in our lungs. lungs. So we pour out our praise to you. Darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart. Every heart that is broken. Yeah. Say of you, Great are you, Lord. It's your breath, yes, it is. It's your God. breath in our love In our lungs. We pour out. So we, we pour out our Praise, pour out our praise It's, it's your, your breath, breath in and in our love We pour out So we pour out our praise To you oh, oh, yeah. Pour out our
0: praise Pour out our praise On you Oh yes
1: you are Great oh, All the earth. the earth
0: will shout your praise. Our hearts, hearts will cry. Will These bones will with sing. Are
1: you, Lord?
0: Come on, everybody, say, All the earth. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry.
1: These bones will sing. Oh, great are you! Oh, all oh, the earth, all the earth, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will say great are you, yeah, it's, it's your breath. breath, come on, tell them, our lungs, so we pour, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise, out our praise. your in our lusts, so we pour out our praise. your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. Pour our pour out praise. Our praise. Your, your breath your in our lungs. Oh. So we pour, pour out our
0: Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap and praise if you believe that today. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've got a song going on in my head right now. And we're going to do this song real quick. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's an awesome God, huh? Awesome God. He's an awesome God. Thank you, Lord. And today someone needs to know he's your way maker. He's still your way maker. He's still your healer. Come on, he's still an all-time God. He's still. He's still. He's still working all things for your good. Come on. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. You are here. You're moving in our midst.
1: I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I
0: worship. Come on, I worship you.
1: I worship you.
0: You are here. You're
1: moving in our midst. I worship
0: you Come on, I worship I worship you You are here You are here Working Working
1: in this place I worship you
0: I worship
1: I worship you
0: So we call him
1: Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We call you Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, Waymaker. Touching every heart, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, you're mending every heart I worship you I worship you You are here You're mending every heart I worship you I worship
0: you Come oh, well, let's declare it today, Waymaker
1: Waymaker, miracle promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are even when I don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop you never stop even when even when I don't see it you're you stop, you stop, you working come on declare it today don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop, you never, stop you never stop you never stop you never stop working Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, Waymaker, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper,
0: light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, that's who you are. Hallelujah. Who you are. Come on, do you believe that? Yes. Yes. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worthy of our prayer worthy of our praise thank you Jesus bless you Jesus bless you Jesus bless you Jesus thank you Jesus We bless, bless you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah we we'll honor you Jesus
1: I sing praise, praise to the King of Kings. Kings. You are my everything,
0: and I will adore you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father, we adore you. We magnify you today. Thank you, we thank you for being our friend. We thank you for being. Our Father, we thank you for being almighty God. For being all-powerful. For being majestic. We thank you for being all-knowing. We thank you for everything that you are. The lily of the valley, the Prince of Peace. Our joy. We thank you. And Father, today, as we move through our service, we ask you to touch every single person here. Physically, mentally, financially. Touch each person by your power, with your authority. We thank you, That we haven't come just to check box, check mark a box, but we've come to encounter you. We've come to lean into a revival and lean into a move of God. We've come to press in, to contend, to experience breakthrough. We've come we've assembled today to decree to decree and to declare things to uh, see them see things established in our lives and in our families. We thank you for your power, your presence. You're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. He knows your name. He knows your name. He knows every imperfection about you and still loves you. He knows what you did last night and he knows what you're going to do later today and he still loves you. Somebody needs to hear that today. That Father Almighty God, the awesome God that I've been referring to, sees you and knows you. Knows your name. And what he's asking of you today is for you to come a little closer. Come a little closer, I. You know, sometimes God will, will move closer, and at some point, He quits moving because He wants you to take a step. So, Father, today, corporately, we take a, a few leaps to get closer to You. We, we want a, a fresh baptism, we want a fresh encounter. We're not satisfied with yesterday. We want more today. We want more. Come on, just say, I want more. I just want more. More. Come on, ask him to fill you up right now. Just ask him to fill you up right now. Fill me up, Father. Where I was feeling weak and drained, fill me up, Father. Where I was feeling, oh, when I was running on empty, Fill me up, Father. Fill me up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just rest in His presence right now. We just receive from Him. What do you mean you receive from Him? That means I'm just going to be still and know that he's God. And all my troubles and all my anxieties, I'm going to cast them on him for a moment. And I'm just going to sit here and just receive from him strength and peace and joy. So just close your eyes for a second. And just ask Father God to just refresh you, revive you, rejuvenate you. All we just received from you thank you jesus thank you come on get get your focus back get your focus back thank you father we worship you praise you hallelujah 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 thank you Lord amen give the Lord a heck clap of praise come on thank you Jesus well you can be seated if you're not already sitting thank you Lord well today's a good day amen no it's not a good day it's a great day it's a great day. Amen. Yeah, it's a great day. Any day that I have breath, it's a great day. Hallelujah. It's good to see you this morning. Thank you for being here at TGP. We're excited for what God is doing here and what He's doing in our region. Um, we were we had great meetings this week at Inviter with um, uh, the Pastor Sarai and the Owens. Is if you missed out, I hope um, you can go back and watch it. How many of you guys watched it online? Wave at me if you watched it online. Thank you for participating from home. We appreciate it. It was a a great time. And if you watch Thursday, Thursday night, that's a word for our region about a a cry for revival. One cry, just one cry. You're just opening your mouth can release a move of God. Just you. Say me. Say, I am revival. You are. When you get that cry on the inside of you and you just begin to say, you know what? If ain't nobody else going to do it, I'll do it. I'll lift my voice. All God is looking for is one person, one community of believers, just somebody who will say, I want more. And so I'm excited for what God is doing, what he started last week and what God's going to do today. Of course, today we have Pastor Susan Richardson with us. Thank you for being here with us today. And Dina, thank you for coming as well. We're going to go to announcements here in a minute, but I do want to make it just before we go there, um, We're starting to advertise for open heavens. And so we want, if you're, even if you're part of our church, go ahead and register. It's free. We're not charging anybody, but go ahead and register. And we're asking everyone to register just to make sure that we have a room big enough uh, for our meeting. Um, Right now we can only see, I think it's 300. And so if we need to expand that, we got to figure that out. And so uh, based upon uh, what we've had over these past two days an inviter. Uh we may have to expand that because I already got I think six pastors and six churches already registered and so and it's going to be a powerful time, amen and so June 24th through the 27th, and I know Alexis is going to mention this, but before we go there um, it's very important we need volunteers for this meeting and uh, last year or the year before that we were running with maybe maybe six I think maybe, maybe. And um, uh, so, yeah. And so, we really need volunteers to help us with this this year. And so, uh, Thursday night through Sunday, especially the days we're at the Holiday Inn, Thursday, which is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning, we need your help. And so, this coming Saturday at four o'clock before our revival service, Tana is going to be having a serve team meeting here. And so, there's plenty of things. For everybody to get involved in, and so we'll have sign-up sheets for what area department you want to serve in, and it's just going to be a powerful time. Uh, all of the everyone that's serving will have reserved seats. You'll be able to be in the meetings. You'll be able to get uh, people to lay hands on you. You will be, you'll still enjoy the conference. Amen. And so you're not going to be left out. We just need help in certain areas, and so we thank you for that. Um, and also, of course you go to open the heavens.com if you want to become a sponsor an open heaven sponsor if your business if your, um i don't know if your ministry whatever wants to sponsor um be a sponsor go to our website openheavens.com and there's plenty of information there on how you can become a sponsor if you don't want to go there just see tana and tana can get you the information amen amen let's go to our announcements good morning good morning and welcome to the gathering place my name is alexis today is sunday april 18th and these are your morning announcements if you'd like to learn more about our church text the word connect to 409-230-0103 we would love the opportunity to connect with you don't forget we have revival weekend this weekend friday night at 7 p.m and saturday at 6 p.m we will have special guest joshua fowler and his family if you are interested in being on our serve team, we will have a serve team meeting this Saturday at 4 p.m. right before service. service. We will not have midweek service this week due to Revival Weekend. That is this week. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, at TGP Mid County. Well, I don't know what happened, but um, if you want to stay connected with us, what is it, Alexis? Huh? Follow us on social media at TGP Mid County. Amen. Thank you. Well, um, am I missing anything? Uh, Also, if you haven't already marked your calendars for May 21st and 22nd, make sure you do that. Lydia Stanley is going to be here. And if you don't know Lydia, just go to iTunes, type in her name, Lydia Stanley, and her music will pop up and you'll enjoy it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the word of God that's about to be released and the decree that's fixing to be established in this house. Father, we don't take this moment lightly, but we sit on the edge of our seats, ready to receive your word. We thank you for your servant that's come today to deliver this message. We receive it today in Jesus' name, amen. Before Susan comes, I want to tell you a quick story. I say this every time she comes. Can we get a little music, Josh, behind me? Um. Uh, when she invited me a long time ago, to preach at her women's conference on a Sunday morning. And we were in orange and, um, and I knew it was going to be, uh, different. I woke up really early that morning, about four o'clock that morning and just began to pray. And honestly, I didn't know what I was going to say. And the Lord told me to turn on, um, an old time preacher. You don't know his name, uh, Kenneth Hagan. And, um, and so I started watching, just letting him letting The word just feed my spirit. Amen. And so I get there at her meeting and a next level was waiting for me when I arrived there. And, you know, Susan Richardson, there's only been really two ministries that have have stayed close to me over the years. And uh, you guys met the Bilbo's um, previously. And and the other one, Susan and Charlie Mack. And uh, when... Um, no one else in ministry wanted me. Susan did. Susan would invite me to minister at her meetings and would give me crazy amounts of offering that I never expected, you know, and but that's honor. And still to this day, you know, we still love each other. We still honor each other. And uh, I think we've talked more now than we ever have. And uh, I'm just so grateful for men and women of God um, who are integrous, who are bold and who will stand up for truth? And one of the things you won't see behind this pulpit is a weak preacher. You're gonna find you're gonna see people behind this pulpit who will speak the word of God, not their opinions. We got enough opinion. So we bring folks in here. We bring people in here that are bold. You may think they're brash. You may think they're, my God, I would never, ever say that. But you know what? We need to hear some things. And sometimes they just got to be loud and obnoxious until we can hear it. Because we get in a rut. We get in, Christians get in ruts. And um, and so God is saying to haste, what did Carl Bean say a few weeks ago? A tent hut. Get in, wake up. Get get, in, get out of tension. Amen. And so I'm thankful for Susan to bring the word. Can we stand and welcome Susan Richardson to TGP today?
2: Amen. I'm on, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm on a hot and fired. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm just very blessed and excited to be here this morning. Uh, thank you, Pastor John and Pastor Jeff for having me. Uh, my husband sends his love and his greetings and he's at home staying with all the dogs amen you know because you know me you know I have five miniature schnauzers and I know I am that crazy dog lady and that's okay I mean you do you I'll do us and that'll be good right Um, anyway right now before we get started I want everybody to stand up I I know this is going to be different I want everybody to stand up and I want us to do something we're going to do this is what I saw the Lord do so I'm just going to follow Holy Ghost what Holy Ghost wants us to do I want you to turn to the person that is next to you Amen. I want you to turn the person. Yeah, there you go. Turn the person that's next to you. And I want you to lay hands on them. I want you to lay hands on them. And I want you to begin to stir up the gifts of God that are inside of you and in them. I want you to begin to pray over them. I want you to begin to stir up the things of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, I want you to begin to speak the word of God into their lives, into their innermost being. And I ask Holy Spirit that while they're praying, that the spirit of the living God will be stirred up on the inside of them. It'll be stirred up on the midst of them. And Father, I thank you that the gifts of God that are even lying dormant in this hour on the inside of them will begin to open up. And I decree and declare that they'll open, 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 open Open. Ha, roboko teri bechet teri andand teri aboko e teri abo I thank you, Father God, that that gives. Of prophecy will begin to be stirred up And will begin to flow in the name of Jesus I thank you Father God that words of knowledge And words of exhortation I thank you that uh, words of wisdom I thank you for gifts of faith Will begin to flow Father in the name of Jesus I thank you for signs, miracles And wonders, I thank you Father God If there's any sickness in their body In any way in their body today That it'll go in the name of Jesus Father I thank you I thank you that these people will see With their own eyes and experience Father God, the fire of God upon their lives. Father, I thank you that it's not just for the people that stand behind this pulpit, Lord. It is for every person that is in the body of Christ. Father, there is no distance in the Spirit. There is no limitation upon your Spirit. And I ask you, Holy Ghost, today to take yourself out of every box that these people have ever put you in. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. That the eyes of their understanding will be opened. That their eyes will be enlightened and they'll see new revelations by the word of God. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. That they'll hear, Lord God, I thank you right now that they'll hear what the enemy does not want them to hear. Father, I thank you that they will see, anoint their eyes to see, Father God, what the enemy does not want them to see. And Lord, they'll speak what they hear and what they see, because what they hear and what they see will be by your Spirit, God. I thank you, Lord God. I bind every spirit of religion, every spirit, Father God, that is not of you. And I say, be gone and be done with you in the name of Jesus. I loose Holy Spirit to come and have his way in this place. And I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Stir it up, Lord. 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 Stir it up. Stir it up. You're crying out for revival? Well, guess where revival's going to start? It's going to start with you. It's going to start with your yes. And if you're intimidated to pray for the person who's standing next to you, how are you going to do it? If you can't do it in here, in the four walls of this congregation, how are you ever going to do it at the Walmart? How are you ever going to do it at the gas station? How are you ever going to do it to the lady who's checking out your groceries? If you can't do it here, this is your training ground, says the Spirit of the Lord. This right here is your training ground. This is where you let the gifts of God that are on the inside of you get stirred up. You feel prophecy come on, you prophesy to your dog if you can't prophesy to anyone else. Speak life over your dogs. Amen. That's what I do. I prophesy to my dogs. Hallelujah. Amen. I I go to the mirror, I look in the bathroom mirror, and I prophesy to myself. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of me. It dwells on the inside of you. You realize the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells. On the inside of you. And he wants to dwell on the inside of you without limitations. He wants to expand your mindset of how he could work. He wants to expand how you think he's going to act. He wants to take himself out of every box that you've ever put him in. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah wants to change your mind about some things, change your perspective. He wants you to see things in a new way. Amen. We're in a new day, we're in a new era, and He wants you to see things in a new way. Amen. I, all the time, I'm laying my hands on my eyes, and I'm saying, Holy Spirit, let me see what I could not see before. I want to see how you see. I want to see what you see. I want to hear what you hear. I want to speak what you speak. I want to know what you know. Amen. I want want you to take yourself, Father, out of every box I tried to put you in. Amen. And remove from my mindset everything that doesn't line up with your word. And can I tell you, when you pray those kind of dangerous prayers, there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Whew. I mean, you know what? If we just go home right now, we've had church, amen. You know, because the believers came together in the first church; they came together and they broke bread with one another. They fellowshiped with one another. They made merry in their hearts. That don't sound like boring church services to me. And they gave to each one as each one had need. Let me ask you this question, and I don't know why I'm going on this because it's not in my notes. How many of you came here today and said, "Lord, who can I be a blessing to today"? How many of you asked the Father specifically, when you walked out their door, say, God, tell me and show me someone to be a blessing to today. Everywhere I go, I always look. I say, God, tell me where I can be a blessing today. Tell me how I can be a blessing in someone's life. And you would be completely amazed that God will say, I want you to buy their groceries. I want you to pay for their meal. I want you to do this, and I want you to do that. Amen. I want you to give them this. I want you to give them that. You know, and I'm telling you, because I have things, things don't have me. Amen, I have money, money doesn't have me, amen, amen, I, 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 I own absolutely nothing, I have a lot of things, but I own absolutely nothing, my husband's like, honey, if I give you this, you've got to promise me you won't give it away, I said, only because you asked me and I'm submitted to you, and you're the authority in my life, amen, so anyway, hallelujah, um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 4, glory to God, amen, Uh, My name is Susan Richardson, for those of you that don't know me, if y'all were here last night, we had a good time last night, that was fun, amen. I couldn't believe I preached so long, so anyway, I don't usually preach that long, I'm usually uh, quick fast and in a hurry, I talk real fast, so y'all have to listen real quick, I'm going to tell you right now. In Luke chapter 4, I want you to turn with me into the word of God, and I want to go to verse 16, actually I want to start in verse 14, no 16 is where I want to start, amen. And it says in verse 16 of Luke chapter 4, and so he, he being Jesus, came to Nazareth Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, amen, as his custom was. That's why it's important you go to church because Jesus set a precedent by saying it was his custom to go there. Amen. It's oh, well, I can just watch it online. No, you need to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And you need to be in church because there's something here. I appreciate online stuff, but there's something here. And I'm here to tell you right now, I know the devil did everything within his power to shut the church down, but we're coming out and we've exploded bigger than we've ever been. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He tried to mask us and keep us quiet. And i tell you what, all I did was get louder and bolder and started talking more. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it says, uh, so when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. I always like to say about him, glory to God, and about you and me. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because what? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, say acceptable year of the Lord, Amen. And then he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and all the eyes of the, or, uh, all the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he said and he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, what Isaiah. Uh, prophesied and he wrote as prophecy I have now come and fulfilled as history. This is what the Lord is saying. And oh, I tell you, I already feel the Spirit of the Lord coming upon me, glory to God, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, I know a lot of people out there are preaching gloom, doom, hellfire, and brimstone and all that stuff, but I am not one of those preachers. If that's what you came to hear today, you came to the wrong place. I am about preaching the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm telling you, we got enough gloom and doom as it is, and I promise you, I'm going to come and I'm going to preach a message of hope. I'm going to preach a message of love. I'm going to preach a message of victory. Amen. Because i tell you what, I have found a little discovery of who I am in Christ and who I am in Christ is a victor and not a victim. You know what? You can be a victim of your circumstances if you want to, but that is not the life that Christ died to give you in Him. I am a new, creat- new creation in Him. Old things have passed away, meaning anything that was attached to my life before I came to Christ and anything that tried to make and mold me and anything that the devil tried to destroy my life with. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I am a new creation. Amen. And I'm beginning to discover who I am in Christ. And you know, I told the ladies last night, I said, you know, I'm freaking awesome. I'm telling you, I love me. I absolutely love me. And people say, oh well, you know, I think that's a sin. Well can I tell you there was a season and a time in my life when I was uh when the Lord spoke to me and he said, Susan, the season that I'm about to take you into and I always got like, oh, my God, we're going into what, what wilderness area? What are we doing here? You know, when he said, I'm gonna, you know, I remember the time he told me he was taking me into the dark night of my soul. And I was like, uh, that doesn't sound good. You know, and then I remember going through that dark night of my soul. And it was really one of the hardest times I remember of my life. Just everything out here was good. But in here, everything was a whole lot of shaking going on in here. And then I remember the Lord spoke to me one day and he said, Susan, I'm about to take you into a season where you're going to learn to love yourself. And I remember thinking the very first thought that came to my mind when the Lord spoke that to me was, God, um, loving myself, I think, has is, is always been taught to me that that's a sin. To love yourself is a sin. It's not good. And the Lord said, Susan, how will you ever learn to love your neighbor if you first can't learn to love who yourself? Because Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love who yourself. And you will never learn to love your neighbor until you can first learn to love yourself. So I went into this season, well, I absolutely learned to love myself. I began to discover who I was in him, Christ, amen, who I was in him. What did the word say about being in Christ and the things that were mine? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, amen? And in him, I am blessed and I'm highly favored. In him, I am all these things, amen? Amen. And so I, when I came out of that season. I mean, I came out and I said, you know, God, I am pretty freaking awesome. Amen. I really am. Glory to God. And I came out with a whole new attitude about who I was because I began to discover who he was. Amen. And I know it's not in, in me that I move and be, but it's in him that I live and I move and I have my very being, my very existence, everything that I am, I am because of who he is and what he died to give me. And one of the things that Jesus said is that he came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, what is the acceptable year of the Lord? Amen. What it means, it means the approved year of the Lord. It means favorable year of the Lord. It means to be marked by good. It means to be marked by good. So even in 2020, when we all had to get shut down, I'm telling you what, it was a good time. It was a good season. I absolutely refuse to look at the glass in any of my life. As half full. Everything's always going, not, I mean, a half empty. It's always going to be half full for me always. And I'm telling you, I don't want to really hang around people who always want to see the bad side of everything. I'm always looking for the good. I'm always looking for the good in people. I run into most, some, uh, some of the most depressed, some of the most uh, downtrodden people, but I'm always looking for the good. They go, well, you don't know. You don't know what happened to me in my life. You don't know what was done to me. And I said, but you're still here. There's still breath within your body. Amen. You're still here for a purpose in reason. Amen. And you can totally identify with all the wrongs that were done to you. Or you can identify with the Christ that lives on the inside of you. And basically make your identity be known in him instead of what was done to you. Amen. We're going to talk about the acceptable year of the Lord. It means to be marked by good. It means to receive acceptance. To delight in. To favor. And to set affection upon. Amen. In John 10.10 10, out of the Passion Translation. This is what Jesus himself said. I might not listen to to all the words in here, I do listen to all the words in here. And you might not listen to all the words in here. But by golly, if that word's written in red, you better listen to it. Because this is what Jesus said. He said, a thief is only one thing on his mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, I have come to give you, me, you, say me, this is talking to me, everything in abundance everything in abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. How many of you say, that's the kind of life I want to live life in its fullness to the overflow Galatians three, 13 through 14. And I'm going to go Like I said, I talk real fast. So y'all listen real quick. And I'm going to tell you what translation I'm reading it out of. And this is the, I'm reading this one out of the passion translation. It says in verse 13, yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the what? Curse of the law. He absorbed it completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written in Deuteronomy 21, 23, everyone who is hung upon a tree is doubly cursed. Jesus, our Messiah, was cursed in our place and in so doing dissolved the curse from our lives. So that all the blessings, y'all get this, of Abraham can be poured out upon even non-Jewish believers, which if you're not a Jew, that's you. And now, everybody say now, God has given us the promise of the wonderful Holy Spirit who lives within us when we believe in him. If you believe in him, guess what? The word says, according to what Jesus has said, that the blessings of Abraham are upon our lives. Well, let's go see what the blessings of Abraham are. Are you interested in what those are? I am, glory to God, because as I'm studying this, it's is what the Lord's showing me. Amen. Genesis 12, 2 through 3. This is the blessing of Abraham. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In other words, you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. It's not to heap it upon your own self. It is you so that you can be a blessing to someone else. Genesis 24, 12 chapters later, I want to read this to you. Genesis 24-1, it said, Now Abraham was old and well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And everything that Abraham did, how many of you would love to decree and declare near the end of your life that I was blessed in all things? I was blessed in every area of my life. And I'm not talking just spiritual blessing. If you want to Basically, dumb down this word and make it all about religion and all about the spiritual stuff. Go right ahead on with your bad self. But when I read about the blessings of God, I not only read that it is for the spiritual, yes, but it also is for the physical. It is for the natural as well. I don't. You want to be broke, busted, and disgusted, you go on and be broke, busted, and disgusted. But I am going to be the highly favored and blessed of the Lord. The blessings of God are going to hunt me down and they are going to overtake me. Amen. And they're going to overtake me in my life. You know why that's so? Because I have things, things don't have me. Amen. I have things, things don't have me. I I challenge you to give as much as I give. I challenge you to give in the way, in the manner in which I give. And can I tell you that anyone who knows me and anyone who hangs around me, knows that I'm a giver and there are people who say I, people all the time come up to me and say Susan Richardson I want to give like you I said then you need to make the declaration that I have money money does not have me amen I remember i told the ladies that yes this yesterday I said I was at a woman well, I was at a meeting I'd gone for the weekend to minister and I had a free Sunday and so I just popped into a French church just to kind of, on the sly, and I end up coming in and sitting at the back row, and I'm kind of, you know, no one even knows I'm there, and she was taking up this 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 first fruits offering, and at that time, this was several years ago, I had never even heard first fruits offerings, this 25 years ago, I'd never really even heard about that, and so she's sitting there getting ready to this up, right, take up this first fruits offering for her church, and I'm sitting there on the back row, and I bow my head, and I said, Lord, I want to sow into this. I want to sow into what this is. I said, Lord, how much do you want me to sow? And he said, I want you to give $1,000. Well, what I had in my checking account was $1,009.38. And I said, Lord, that's all I have. And he said, no, you've got $9.38. And so I walked out to the car. I got my checkbook, and I grabbed my checkbook, and I held my checkbook up. And I said, Father, I decree and declare this day that Susan Richardson and Love Never Fails Ministries has money. Money does not have Susan Richardson or Love Never Fails Ministries. I have money. I walked in there, wrote that check, and I sewed it. I sewed it in faith. I sewed it in believing. And probably about a week later, I ended up getting a check in the mail. Amen. For about $4,000. It was exactly $4,000. It was one of the largest offerings at the time y'all get. The, at the time that I'd ever been given. And the Lord told me, he said, Susan, you will never be able to out give me. He said, if you will obey me in your giving at every turn, he said, I will exceedingly and abundantly do above and beyond you could ever think or ask. Can I, I don't, this, this is, um, it's going to go here that's not my notes but can i tell you that uh, in 2016 my husband had to take early retirement due to force due to workforce reduction he was 59 years old and if you know anything about retirement 59 is not a time you can start drawing right social security so we were going to be without an income he had his 401k that he moved over to make it an ira and so we had that right and i was sitting there thinking i said you know lord we still have house notes we still have car notes we still have all these things and I went to the Lord and I said, God, what are we going to do? Because if I can get a word from God, I know it's going to be okay. If God will speak to me a word, I can stand on that word and it's going to be okay. And one of the things the Lord spoke to me, he said, Susan, you have sown enough in previous seasons to live in this one. You've so- Come on now, that's a- I'm thinking, well, go on with your bad self, God, amen. That he knows I've sown enough in previous seasons to live in a season where I'd have no income coming in. But yet he was going to send me, because you know what, my daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And I just go to him and say, you know, I have a friend of mine who's a cattle rancher. And I I called her one day and I said, I said, uh, what are cows going for today? And she said, they're going for about $700 a cow. I said, why? I said, no, no reason. I said, I just need my daddy to send me about three cows. (laughs) And she started laughing. I don't know if that's how you talk to God, but that's how I talk to God because I take him literally at his word. That if he says I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out, guess what? I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. The blessings of God hunt me down because why I live in the acceptable and favorable year of the Lord. And it's your attitude about all of it. I mean, I'm always looking for blessings to hunt me down. Glory to God. I mean, you go to Walmart and you get a good parking space. Hey, praise God. I've had the favor of God on my life that I got a good front parking place. Amen. They had my favorite whatever. It's whatever. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I got that. I thank God for everything. Amen. Because it's a grateful heart. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Uh, but, you know, and because and, uh, Abraham was blessed in all things and all the things of his life, and I believe because the Lord said that Abraham was going to be blessed, I believe that everywhere Abraham went, he expected the blessings of and, and favor of God to be upon his life. Amen. Uh, the word expect, I really believe this. Expect means to anticipate. I mean, to look forward to the coming or the occurrence of. It's the very basis or foundation For the assurance of God you will do this. Because I expect God to do it. It's absolutely the foundation for the assurance that God will. Amen. In Psalms 512, this is what the word of God says. It says, For you, O Lord, will bless who? The righteous him and you with favor you will surround him like a shield amen well well you know god that's only the righteous can i tell you according to second corinthians 5 21 it says that i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus my lord your righteousness has absolutely nothing to do with it your righteousness is a filthy rags to the lord but i tell you when i stand in him hallelujah when i stepped into christ i became the righteousness of god In Christ Jesus my Lord. Amen. And I don't have to do anything to earn the righteousness of God except to receive it and by faith because Jesus did it for me. I can't do anything to earn His righteousness. I can't be good enough, can't pray long enough, can't pray hard enough, can't come to church every time the doors are open. That stuff does not make me righteous. What makes me righteous is the shed blood of Jesus Christ uh, on the cross at Calvary when He sacrificed Himself said, this is what I'm going to do, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And I will do this for humanity. Amen. And when he cried it, it was finished. Guess what, people? It was finished. And we, as his people, stepped into the righteousness of God when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. Amen. We receive the righteousness of God. And we don't have to do anything more than just receive the righteousness. It's not about how much you pray. It's not about how much you give. It's not about... Your faithfulness, or because it doesn't depend on you. It depends all upon Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I step into him, and because I am the righteous, I expect that the Lord will bless me, because the word says in Psalms 512, that I will bless the righteous with favor. I will surround him like a shield. I will bless the righteous, and then with favor. So not only are you going to be blessed, you're going to have favor, and it's going to surround you like a shield. And what favor means is, Uh, In that uh, scripture means it means delight, desire, good pleasure, and it means aid and assistance. So anything you need, everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, expect, because you're surrounded by favor like a shield, that doors are going to open for you. Doors that no man can close. That no man can close. Door, I mean, that doors are going to close. That things that you're going to find favor with your bosses. And they're going to say to you things like, I don't know why I'm giving you this promotion, because you've not been here longer than anyone else. But I'm telling you, I know that I'm supposed to give you this promotion. Well, I wonder who did that. Come on, I'm telling you everywhere you go, favor. Favor. It's around you. Amen. In Psalms 3, 8, it says salvation belongs to the Lord. And what salvation means, it means deliverance, victory, prosperity, wealth, health, and welfare. You think salvation just means you have a ticket out of hell. I'm telling you, it means so much more to the Father. It means deliverance. It means everywhere I go, I will have deliverance. It means that everywhere, I, everything I encounter, I will have the victory It means that I will have prosperity and I will live in prosperity. I will have wealth. I will have health and I will have welfare and well-being. Amen. Because salvation belongs to the Lord and your blessings, O Lord, are upon your people. If you are God's people, the blessings of God are upon you. And then it says, Silah, which means pause and think about that. Meditate upon Meditate upon it everywhere you go. I'm a blessing magnet. People run me down to do good things for me. I'm a blessing magnet. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching myself happy. Blessing, and I, this is what it this is what it actually means. It is a thing conducive to happiness or welfare, something that promotes goodness or well being. Amen. Blessings of God. Amen. Now I'm not going to tell you that because you're blessed, you're not going to go through a hard time. What I am going to tell you that because you are blessed in the midst of a hard time, all things are going to work together for your good because you love God and you're called according to his purpose. God's going to turn all things around. God, I don't know how you're going to turn this around. I don't know how you're going to make this mess a miracle. I don't know how you're going to make this test a testimony. But by golly, I trust you're going to do it. Amen. Because I am yours and I am the blessed of the Lord. It's all about having a perspective. Hallelujah. You can go through the fire and the fire can either burn you up or it can forge you and it can make something out of your life. It can make something worth, useful in the kingdom of God out of your life. The fire can either destroy you or the fire can anoint you. Hallelujah. And it can anoint you with an anointing that will destroy the devil everywhere you go. Hallelujah. Amen. Because see, the devil sends the fire to try to destroy your life. But in the fire that the devil sends to try to destroy your life, the Father will forge you in it if you allow him to do it. And he'll take all the things that the devil meant for your harm and destruction and he will turn it around for good and glory. Amen? Amen. And he'll make you a vessel, fill you with an anointing that will, you will go out for the very thing that the devil tried to destroy you with. God will put an anointing in you that you can go out and help set others free. Because that's what it's about. I'm telling you right now, God is never going to waste your pain. He will never waste a hard time. Or a pressing time that you have been through Glory to God You know people I I minister to a lot of women all the time And they'll talk about how they were abused By some crazy creepy uncle Or they were abused by their father Or whatever and I'm saying okay so What are we doing with this now And they're like well you know I just can't seem to get past it You know why because they identify with it they identify it all in their minds. They are is a victim instead of realizing that they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That they're the blessed of the Lord. And they think, you know what? Instead of letting this thing eat my lunch, I'm going to eat its lunch. I'm going to go out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay hands on every woman I know that has been abused. I'm going to lay hands and let the anointing on my life. Let the breaking that the devil tried to come and destroy me with. I'm going to let that come inside of me and I'm going to let it flow out of me, and I'm going to help let it set captives free because the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to help the captives be set free. I'll be danged if I'm going to let the devil keep me in a box. Come on now. With the things I've been through, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? God, when I come through this, I'm going to give that devil a black. I'm gonna stomp him right back to where he goes. I'm gonna stomp him. I'm, I don't know, y'all. Some of y'all need to get a fight in y'all. Amen. Some of you need to get a fight back up inside of you. Amen. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 8 9, this is what Jesus said. He said, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become. Rich, thank you. Somebody knows their Bible might become rich. Well, they're talking about rich and spiritual things. Uh, no, they're not. They're talking about rich and what that word means. It means to be increased in goods and in wealth. How many of you would love to have a little increase of goods and wealth? Do you seriously not want to be increased in goods and wealth? Yes. That hand. Yes, there you go. Come on now. Seriously. Let me tell you something. I heard a guy one time talk about how he had been taken up to heaven and the angel of the Lord was walking him through all the heavenly things and he was showing him all these different rooms. And in all of these rooms, there were all these boxes. And he asked the angel of the Lord, what are all these boxes? And the angel said, well, these are all the blessings that God has for his children. And he said, why are they all here? He said, because they don't ask for them. I said, oh, heck no, God. I said, oh, no. I said, I want my blessing box empty when I get to heaven. Because you know what? In heaven, I'm not going to need them. The only thing I want when I get to heaven is a crown to lay at his feet. I told the Lord, I said, God, I want my blessing box empty. I want that sucker to have dust in it when I get there. And God, I said, I want all the rest of those blessing boxes that they're not asking for because they're too holy and righteous to ask for that stuff. I said, God, I'm not. I'm asking for everything. I want everything. And I want it right now. I want it right now for the sake of the God. And for the sake of the kingdom, I want it right now. I'm putting a demand upon the anointing that's on this word. So I can't believe you asked God for that stuff. You better believe I asked God for that stuff. Can I tell you, let me just tell you how good God is, right? You know, it's crazy because some of the times I have to be real careful about what I say. Because I have what I say. And I have to be really careful about what I say because sometimes I say things that I'm thinking like, I don't think I really even want that. Or I don't, whatever. And, uh, hence why I have five schnauzers. I'm not kidding. I, I'm not five. It's retarded. I mean, literally, it's ridiculous. And can I tell you about a year and a half, two years ago, I'm sitting in my living room having my quiet time with the Lord, and I'm worshiping the Father. And I look there because in front of our big credenza in our living room, right across from where my chair sits, so I have a pallet. And multiple dog beds and dogs laying all over dog beds. And I had four white miniature schnauzers. I, I've had six in my lifetime, my first one being a white one. And now I have four white miniature schnauzers. They're all laying there and I look at all of them and I love these dogs. there's half of them are rescue, half of them are gifts type of thing. And I'm looking at them. And in my head I have this thought, God. I'd sure like a black miniature schnauzer to go in that mix. And the minute I thought it, I was like, oh, no, Mm-mm, no, I, That's five schnauzers. I don't need five schnauzers. And to make a very long story short, I'll never forget that, that I was at a service uh, the next couple of days later, and this woman prophesied and said, uh, uh, God says to tell you he's going to give you that black miniature schnauzer that you wanted, that you asked him for. And I was like, oh, my God. And my husband's standing there, and he's pulling on my shirt like this like this, and I was just like, you know, I just said, don't talk to me right now, and so we, we, uh, we go home, and that night, I'll never forget, we're taking the pillows off the bed, and my husband looks at me, and he says, baby, I don't know what she was talking about, but I'm going to tell you right now, no to that minute, we don't need no more schnauzers, and I said, baby, I so absolutely agree with that, I absolutely agree with that, I said, but be real careful about telling me no, because every time you've told me no, God's given me multiple of what you've told me no to, multiple of what you've spoken to me right and so anyway i mean long story short about six months after that we're going down the road my husband's driving her husband's in the front seat with him and we're going to uh i'm going to preach at a meeting and we're praying and dina looks at me and she says god says he's going to give you that black miniature schnauzer and i think you were the one that actually prophesied that god was going to give me the black miniature schnauzer and i said okay and i'm thinking oh my god i don't really want a black miniature schnauzer i don't need another dog i mean because my, the reason my husband's not with me because we've got five dogs. I mean, and no one's there to keep him. I've been going to be gone all weekend. And so anyway, um, we're sitting there and, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And so anyway, long story short, about five months ago, uh, I'm sitting there in my quiet time worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, I actually see just like I see you sitting there and see you sitting there I actually see this little black miniature schnauzer with a white spot right here on his chest and he's hopping toward me and every time he hops he doesn't walk he hops he goes oh 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 and I'm saying come here little man come here little man he's oh 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 and I'm thinking oh my god and so I kept I didn't say anything and so I just there he is yeah I kept I kept uh uh I kept that's him right there he's so adorable little man and I kept uh, just kind of thinking to myself and every time i would get into the spirit i would see this black miniature shouser and i'd see me going come here little man come here little man and so finally i just after like the third or fourth time i saw him i looked at my husband and i said honey he said what i said i have something to tell you that's what he said oh god <laughs> and i said he said what and i said i am going to get that black miniature shouser. and he just shook his head and he said susan oh susan he said why and i said because i've seen him and he said oh my god if you've seen him you can have him i said yeah i see it if i can see it i can have it and so needless to say i this uh this i uh, contact this woman and she said i don't have any black miniature schnauzers but if i do i'll let you know so on november the 30th she contacted me and she said we've had a litter we have two black males i'll send you a picture of both and if you want them you know she sent me a picture of the first one he was a little black boy with uh white paws And then the second one was a little black boy with the white spot right here i said i'll take him my husband bought him for me for my birthday and for my christmas present and so anyway we drove to san antonio i went preached and we got him brought him home and he's identical to exactly what the lord showed me in the spirit even down to the thing that he doesn't walk he hops everywhere he goes he hops like a rabbit everywhere he goes literally hops like a rabbit and the only thing I told the Lord, I said, God, I said, really, I, I mean, I'm thankful for this. you know. And my mother's telling me, my mother is 82 years old. She lives with me full time now. And she's like, Susan, you don't need another schnauzer. We have too many to take care of right now. I said, Mother, I'm, you're preaching to the choir. I understand that. You really are preaching to the choir, right? But this little black miniature schnauzer. It's the only thing I told the Lord, I said, God, I just want him to bugle. Because if you have schnauzers or you know anything about them, they do this little thing. Some of them do that they bugle. And so the other day, uh, uh, he looked at me. He was upset because one of the other dogs had his toy. And he put his head back and he went, Ooh, and I was like, oh, my God, he bugles. I was so excited. He He just bugles. But can I tell you, the mother who told me, you don't another miniature schnauzer, this is her dog now. This is, and that's why I got this dog. I'm thinking, I don't even want a black miniature schnauzer, but I've got him now, right? And, and I took her this week to my Aunt Carol's to spend some time with her friend and, uh, uh, and visit with her. And before my mother left, I heard her in her room. She loves to rock little man every afternoon or morning after he eats his meals. And she was rocking him, and she was telling him, Now look, Mimi's going to be gone for about five days. But when I come home, I will rock you again. But until then, Mama's going to take good care of you, and she'll rock you. I'm thinking... The heck, I'm gonna work that kid. I'm not doing that. You know. But she's telling, him, now be a good boy. And when I get home, Mimi's gonna miss you so bad. I thought, okay, God, that's where I got that dog. It's for my 82-year-old mother who said I didn't need one. See, God's gonna give you what you even don't think you need. Amen. Because that's how the kind of God He is. He wants to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all you can think or ask. And give you the things that you really don't even want because God just wants to lavish you with his goodness and his love. Don't you want to be lavished? Aren't you just a freaking phenomenal child that you want God to lavish you absolutely. Amen. And you can talk about his goodness. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus became poor that you might that you through him might be rich. In 1st Chronicles 17:27, David said, um, now say now, now. Now, Lord, you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant and I like to say Su- Susan and Charlie Mack, that it may continue before you forever, for you have blessed it, O Lord, and it shall be blessed forever. How did he say it? He said, It shall be blessed for what? Forever. Forever, forever it's going to be blessed. Amen. Forever. That means forever. Forever it's going to be blessed. That means everywhere you go, every house you establish. Every place you put your head is going to be blessed because God is going to bless you. How long? Forever. Y'all get that right? I, I hear that. I hear that like an in, in echo sound when I say that word. Amen. In Psalms 30 verse 5, his favor, his loving favor last how long? A lifetime. It lasts a lifetime. Favor means delight, good pleasure, to be pleased with and to set affection upon. You know, I think about if me being evil know how to do good things and give good gifts to my children, how much more will God who encompasses all that is good give to those that ask? And I'm telling you, some of you need to get to asking. And you need to begin to ask big. You need to ask big. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I wrote this. I said, when the blessings of God have been pronounced upon your life, it means you are not only presently blessed, but you are permanently blessed, permanently, never having been changed. Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord, uh, oh, my soul, uh, who daily, oh, my God, who daily, every single day, what does he do? He loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. You know what benefits is? Benefits is anything that aids or promotes well-being, something that produces good or, is help, or gives you a helpful result. You know, I like to say I'm loaded. I'm daily loaded. Glory to God. Every day I look for a benefit to be loaded to my account every day. You know why? Because I have an expectation that God is going to be a God of his word and fulfill that word on my life. And if he said that he daily loads me with benefits, guess what he means? He means he daily loads me with benefits. I mean, come up here. I'm going to give you a little bit of stand right there give you a little bit of revelation of this. Okay, if he's going to load me with benefits. Okay, here we go. We're going to put this on you. Here we go. There you go. Um, let's see. I got some more benefit here for you. So here, let's go over and here. Take You'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. Let's give you some more benefit here. There's some benefit here. Well, Let's give you some benefit here. There's some benefit there. Give me something. Give me something. Come on. Give me something. Here we go. I mean, look. Oh, yeah. Here's a here's some more benefit right there. There we go. We're going to Come on, I need some more benefit. Someone give me some here we go. Give here's some benefit. Give me some more okay, here we go. Here's some benefit here. We're gonna get you some benefit right here. Here you go. Here, put that on there. Um uh, gimme some benefit. Give me this. Come on, come on, come on, come on, give me some benefit here we go here oh let's let's load you up with some more benefit glory to god give me some benefit come on give me some benefit here we go we got some benefit give me some benefit this is exactly what god wants you to get he wants you to get an understanding that he daily loads you loads you he don't just give you a poor he loads you with benefits and you get need to get a picture of this he loads you you are loaded loaded hallelujah you're loaded and basically if you're loaded you're a con because because what are loaded people do they give loaded at least this loaded person gives we give amen loaded people give because you know i'm thinking why in the world does someone like bill gates get to get all the money and he lived like a devil Hallelujah! I'm telling you, the, the wealth transfer is, is that's laid up for the just is transferring now into the hands of the just, yeah, and you and I are the just. Amen. There is a transference going on. Okay. Now I have no idea where all these loaded things go. Somebody. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Whew, hallelujah. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, all of you that handed me something, glory to God, guess what? You're going to experience loaded. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're going to experience loaded. Let me tell you this about this, right? This is the Louis Vuitton, right? I would never in my wild, I would never spend the kind of money on this kind of purse. I would never do that. Ever, ever in my wildest dreams, I just wouldn't do it. Amen. But I told the Lord in my head one day, I think I'd like a Louis Vuitton purse. For my birthday that year, my daughter and my son-in-law gave me a Louis Vuitton purse you want, that's exactly how it works you know i remember one time sitting at the mall with my daughter and she was she and i were shopping and she said mother i have to go to the restroom so i said okay i'll sit here on this bench and i'll wait for you and that was probably 15 years ago 20 years ago and i'm sitting on that bench at the woodlands mall right after it opened and i'm sitting on a bench outside the coach purse store and i'm watching all these people walk into the coach purse store and i tell the lord i said you know lord i'd love to go in there and shop around but i'm way too white trash to go in there and shop around and that's when I didn't have the understanding of who I was in him right and that night I went to go preach at a, a service a church over there and after the service was over this man and his wife walked up to me and he said Susan can we see you for a minute and I said sure And they said we have something for you and he handed me this box and he said the Lord said to t- the Lord told us to get this for you and the Lord told us to tell you that you're never to again call yourself white trash you want to know what was in the box a coach purse and it was the first coach purse that I'd been given and now I probably own about 15. And every single one of them have been gifts from God to me. That God put it on someone's heart to buy me a purse and give me a coach purse. I mean, I'm talking like, I, I got good stuff. And you know why? Because God only gives good stuff. Amen. amen. He only gives good stuff. Hallelujah. Always, I, so I, I'm telling you, when, when I didn't even know that this concept worked, when I didn't even realize that this concept of being the blessed of the Lord was something that could operate in my life, amen, I was still, God was starting to show me, look how good I can be. And now that I realize how good He can be, I'm like, ooh, God, you're going to blow my mind at how good you really can be. He's gooder than good. He's the best of the best. He's the bestest and the goodest of all. Amen? Hallelujah. And I know that's not that's not proper English, but y'all know what I mean. Amen? It says, He daily loads me with... Daily. That means every single day you should expect that kind of blessing on your life. Daily loads you with benefits. Um... Because why? In Proverbs ten twenty two. it says, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds what? No sorrow with it. No sorrow with it. I remember when my husband and I were living in a $200 a month hell hole because my husband had been out of a job and we didn't have anywhere to live. We had lost our home. And, and we were uh, the, what just $200 a month rent house. And can you only imagine what a $200 a month rent house was looked like? Can you imagine in your mind? And so I called it the hell hole and I remember being in that house and thinking, God, I hate everything about this place. And so I began to put I just began to say, you know, God, I know you've got better for me. And so I began to tell God I said, God, I want a house. And I want that house to have three bedrooms. I want it to have two bathrooms. I want it to have central air and heat and I want it to have a dishwasher. Because those are the things I didn't have at that time. And I remember thinking and begin to pray, and I begin to tell the Lord, This is what I want. I remember sowing seeds and telling God, This is what I want. Because if you have a need, you sow a seed. Amen. That's a concept the Lord told me years ago. Amen. And so I kept so every time the Lord told me to sow a seed, I sowed a seed. And then I'll never forget one time I had this friend of mine uh, who had a nephew and he had bought some property that had been repossessed by the bank. And on that property said a mobile home. And he called his aunt and he said, you know, he said, I've got this property that I've just bought from the bank and it's got a a mobile home on it. He said, do you know anyone that needs a place to live? And she said, yeah, I think I do. And she called me and she said, he's got this mobile home and all you have to do is pay to have it moved. And I said, well, what is it? She said, it's three bedroom, two baths, got central air and heat and, uh, you know, all the stuff. And I said, yes, I think we could take that. And so we took it and i remember that when we got the house that we went through a house i was praising and thanking god for it and all this kind of stuff but guess what didn't work the dishwasher so they had to take the dishwasher out And they had, you know, they threw it away. And so I'm sitting there looking at that. Well, somebody had to give me a house. You know I didn't have any money for a dishwasher, right? And so I kept looking at that hole, and I kept prophesying to that hole. And I said, God, you give me everything you've given me, and there's not a dishwasher here, and I want a dishwasher. I'd prophesy to that hole. You say, are you crazy? You better believe I'm crazy because I have what I say I have. Amen. I can do what I say I can do. Glory to God. And so I began to prophesy. I said, Father, I thank you there's a dishwasher in this hole. I thank you, Lord, there's a dishwasher in this hole. Well, guess what? My mom and dad go to visit some friends of theirs they haven't seen uh, in 25 years and they go by to visit him on the day that my nephew was born at the hospital here in Beaumont and they go by and his wife starts griping at the man that my mother and daddy are visiting with and she says, you need to clean out that shed. And he said, as soon as I can find someone to give that dishwasher to. Sue, you don't happen to know anyone who needs a dishwasher, do you? It's new in the box. And so anyway, he get, he and it was probably about 25 years old in this box, so it was new in the box to me. My mother and daddy bring home the dishwasher. We hook it up and it runs. And there was even a Cascade coupon that was 25 years old. And I took that sucker to, to Walmart and got me a box of Cascade. I'm thinking, And they're thinking, my God, this thing is old as the heels. Anyway, so I remember hooking that dishwasher up. In about six months, it stopped running. Six months after it was hooked up, it just stopped working one day. And I'm like, God, your word says, what does your word say? That you give good gifts and you had no sorrow with it. Well, I'm sorrowful that this dishwasher stopped working because this is a gift from you. And you had no sorrow with this dishwasher. And I said, Lord, what do I do about this? I'm crazy enough to ask him those kinds of questions, and he said, well, what have I been teaching you? I said, well, Father, where you've had me lately is that believers shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. He said, well, that dishwasher is the sick. Can I tell you, that's crazy faith. I'm talking crazy faith, kind of crazy out there. You think, well, he just meant sick people. Well, not to him, because he told me that dishwasher is the sick. I feel the anointing on my life today, I'm telling you. So what I do, I say, okay, me and my crazy faith self laid my hands on that dishwasher, and I said, in the name of Jesus, the Word of God says that believers shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Father God, I thank you that as a believer, I lay my hands on this dishwasher and I command it to work. And as God is my witness, witness that, that dishwasher went clunk, clunk shh, and started working and it never missed a lick. It might still be running to this day. And that was 30 years ago, glory to God. And can I tell you that dishwasher, I mean, or that house was the house that my husband and I sold to get the down payment for the bedroom and the house that I live in now. Hallelujah. My my beautiful my beautiful brick home that I live in now hallelujah that's got four bedrooms three full bathrooms hallelujah it's it's absolutely gorgeous can I tell you that's what it is and can I also tell you that in 2016 when my husband lost his job due to workforce reduction and we were literally living in a season where I'd sown enough in previous seasons to live in this one I began to tell the Lord God I still have a house note I still have this He said, Susan, like I told you, you've you've sown enough in previous seasons to live in this one. And at the beginning of 2016, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Susan, I want you to begin specifically to sow seed to be debt free. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can believe you for that. So anytime he spoke to me and told me to sow a seed to be debt free, I sowed it. It was not my ties. And it was not my offerings. It was a special seed that he spoke to me, and I sowed out of obedience. He told me I gave it where he told me to give it, and every time I sowed it, I called it debt-free. And can I tell you, I'm sitting there in my kitchen on September the 27th, and I'm talking to the Lord. I said, God, we're, we're into September 2016. My husband has had no job since May. We've had no income coming in since May. God, you've been so faithful to meet every need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I said, but God, I still have debt in my life. And you told me to sow seed. And so, Father, I've been obedient to do that every time you've told me to do that. And the phone rang. Hello. I said, "Uh, the Lord spoke to us and told us to pay off your house. I'm like, okay. And they said, uh, just print up the coupon about how much it costs, and we'll be there tomorrow to write you a check for the amount. So I said, all right, thank you so much. And I said, are you sure? And they said, yes. I said, okay. So I hung up the phone. I went to Charlie Mac. I told him. He's like, okay. Because, and I hate to say this, but I had a lot of people tell me, God told me to give you this amount of money. God told me to do this for you, and they've never been faithful to their okay. word. So I didn't get too excited about it, right? I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I, with, I proceeded with caution. Let me say that, right? And so I, I did exactly what they asked me to do. I printed up a coupon. It was 30, right at $33,000 that we still owed on our home. And they showed up the next day with a blank check, made it out to Wells Fargo Mortgage Company for $32,873.19. We put it in a little FedEx envelope. We danced all the way to the bank. We put it in the FedEx envelope. We, sent, we even took pictures by, with, our, with a lady at the post office in <laughs> a FedEx envelope and smiling and all this kind of stuff. We sent it to them, and the next day I got an email from uh, Wells Fargo saying, Congratulations, Mr. and Ms. Richardson, your house, and your mortgage is now paid in full. So when I walk through this beautiful house, when I walk through this house on these floors and this driveway, and I think, this belongs to me. Hallelujah, this is mine. Amen, this is mine. And why? Oh, it's because I'm so special? No. because I'm so anointed. I'm freaking awesome. Hallelujah is what I am. But the anointed one lives on the inside of me. I know in whom I have believed and I believe that he is faithful. Amen. I know. I'm telling you the favor of God rests upon my life because when I didn't have two nickels to rub together, someone would ask me, how are you today? I said, I'm highly favored and I am abundantly blessed. Hallelujah. I am highly favored and they look at me like I was weird. But oh no, I'm highly favored and I'm abundantly blessed. And guess what? I might not have been highly favored and abundantly blessed blessed in, but I'm walking in the high favor and the blessings of God, abundant blessings of God now upon my life. Amen. Because God is good and he's faithful to watch over his word to perform it. Amen. And if God will do it for me because he is no respecter of persons, guess what? He'll do it for you. Amen. Amen. And he's not going to add sorrow with your blessings. I promise. Amen. The favor and the blessings of God will cause you to prosper even in the worst of times because it's God. Because God has blessed and favored, we are over our circumstances. You can be in the midst of a circumstance and not be affected by the circumstance. It's kind of like in the middle of the storm when Jesus got in the boat and he told the boys, let's go to the other side. What did he do? He ran in there and took a nap. And all the boys were freaking out because the waves and the winds were coming. The water was coming in the boat. Can you imagine what would have happened had they just decided, you know what? I'm just going to curl right up here next to Jesus and take a nap too. I'm just gonna curl in the midst of the worst storm of my life. What did Jesus do? He took a nap. Some of you need to learn how to take naps. Some of you need to learn how to stop bailing out your boats and doing everything within your natural power and getting yourself into deeper holes and stop bailing out your boats and get in there and take a nap with Jesus. Amen. amen. amen and learn to rest in him, you know, because and then he gets up, of course they wake him up and they ask him, Don't you care that we're dying? And he's like, Really? Okay. And then uh so he rebukes the wind and he says, Peace be still to the storm and then he looks at him and he says where was your faith and faith in what faith in the fact that I told you boys were getting into this boat and we're going to go where to the other side. I don't know what's going to happen between point A and point B, but I do know between point A and point B that God is with me. Hallelujah. And He is going to sustain me. Amen. He is going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can think or ask. That He is going to be with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Amen. He will watch over His Word to perform it in my life. Why? Because I am the favored and I am the blessed of the Lord. And He's going to daily load me with benefits. Glory to God. Deuteronomy 28:13. we're above our circumstances we don't have to be affected you can either affect the circumstance or the circumstance can affect you it's absolutely up to you absolutely Deuteronomy 28 13 and the Lord shall make you what the head and not the tail he's gonna make you what above only and not beneath and when you are getting overwhelmed by your circumstances you need to say Erk! Stop right now. Wait a minute. I need to get a new perspective here. I'm not supposed to be under these circumstances. These circumstances are supposed to be under me. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Amen. I'm above the situation. I'm not in the midst of the situation. I'm above this. Amen. God, show me your perspective. I tell my people all the time at our church, I said, you know, instead of looking at a situation and going, oh my God, look at that situation and go, oh my God, oh my God. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I know you are. And, oh, my God, I can't wait to see how you're going to do it. Instead of going, oh, 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 no, oh, my God, what you're going to do. I can't wait to see how you're going to bring me through this. I didn't tell you that God said in this world you're going to have tribulation. He didn't lie to us and tell you, oh, it's going to be a bed of roses. It's not. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you about my life. And even though I talk about being highly favored and abundantly blessed, I've been through some hell. But I mean, you know what? This is it too. When, when persecution comes into my life, because Jesus said in Mark 10, 29 through 30, you know, anyone who's lost or been through anything, you're going to, you know, you're going to get it back in this lifetime, a hundredfold with what? With persecution. So anytime I am persecuted in my life, I'm like, where's my hundredfold? Yep. I'm looking for my hundredfold. I'm looking for my hundredfold. You're going to persecute me. You just go on with your bad self. Talk about me all you want. They hated Jesus too. How much more are they going to hate me? Glory to God. You hate me all you want. But you go ahead and hate me and you watch God bless my life. Openly bless my life. In spite of you and because of you, God's still going to bless me. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you cannot curse what God has blessed. God says, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Amen. I I stand on those scriptures. I hope this is giving something to you guys today. Amen. Uh, uh, The blessing and favor of God will cause you to go from the pit to the palace. It'll cause you, amen, it'll cause the fire of the enemy to have no effect on you like it did for the three Hebrew boys. The favor and the blessings of God will cause you to slay a giant that stands before you with just a sling and a stone. Glory to God. It will cause those, and this is one that I really want you to get, It will cause those that are connected to you to be blessed just because of you. Amen. And I want you to think, well, where's that in the Bible? Laban and Jacob. And Jacob made this statement to Laban in Genesis 30, 30. And I love this. He said, for what you had before I came into your life was little. And it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. So you want to know if it makes a difference of who you're connected to. You better dang well believe it makes a difference. Amen. Sow your seed into good ground like the gathering place. Sow your, the, yeah, this is what, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I had to think for a minute. What church was I at? I've, I've been going so much. I'm like, where am I at today? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, sow into good ground. Amen. I love the fact that the testimonies of the people that go to our church. We had a guy that testified. He said, I want you to know. He said, I have served the Lord almost my whole life. He said, but since we started coming to Love Never Fails Ministries Church, he said, my bank account has increased. I can't even tell you. He said, before I had, I wouldn't have enough money to pay my bills. Now, he said, I've got over $2,000 in my checking account at any one given time. It's more money than I ever had in my life. It is. It, it matters who you sow into. It matters where you plant your seed. Amen. And I can tell you from experience, because I sow into this house, that this is a good house to sow into amen amen i can also tell you i'm faithful with my tithes and with my offerings i you know i'm faithful when god tells me to give like i said i have money money doesn't have me amen i am telling you it's okay y'all like oh go on go on go on i mean have you ever asked the lord god i need i want you to stretch me where my giving is concerned have you ever i've asked god that and guess what when god stretches you And he asks you to give, it's going to be an amount that you think in your mind, there is no way under God's green earth I can do this. But can I tell you the abundant blessing that will come on your life out of obedience? Because I can tell you right now, obedience is going to be a benchmark in the lives of God's people in this hour. Amen. You might not have, you know, you might have been able to kind of slide here and slide there, but it'll be about obedience. You want to be used to the Lord? You got to obey the Lord. God said, if you love me, you will. And obey me. That's it. You will love, if you love me. Say, so, oh, I love you, God. But you're not going to obey him? Shh. Hallelujah. Y'all are all looking at me. Move on, woman. Move on. Okay, so this is what we're going to declare. First, let me ask this question before we get up and end this service. Does anyone in here need to know my sweet, sweet Jesus? Anyone here need to know my sweet, sweet Jesus? He's so amazing. I love him so much. He's absolutely so amazing. He is everything in my life. I mean, I mean literally, when I tell you, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus and only Jesus. Amen. And it's not because I want the blessings. It's because I truly just want Jesus. Amen. Amen. He is the most amazing thing. I had a raw encounter with God when I was five years old and I got saved. And I know that I know that I know that God came into my heart at that moment in time. I know my mother had taken me outside and whipped my butt because I hadn't been good at church. And she said, you need to repent for being so ugly in God's house. She took me back inside. I was sitting on the pew next door and I was (laughs) Because when my mother disciplined, she disciplined good. We need to get back to that, men and women of God. I mean, uh, if you don't want to discipline your kids, you can give them to me. I'll discipline I have no problem beating the crap right out of them. Hallelujah. I have no problem. No problem whatsoever. There are some, there are some people, there's some places I go with my daughter, and I'm looking at kids like this, and I'm doing this. And she goes, Mama, stop looking at them kids. I'm going to have to jerk him up by the hair of his head and, and, and put some, lay some hands on him, glory to God. And my mother had disciplined me. And she said, you need to repent for being so ugly in God's house. And I'm sitting next to her on the pew. I'm five years old. And I'm like, (gasps) and I said, God, I'm so sorry for being so ugly in your house. And when I did, the Spirit of the Lord. I didn't know it was the Spirit of the Lord at the time because I was a little Baptist girl born and raised. All I knew was Baptist ways, which I thank God for my Baptist upbringing because it's the word that I know. The word that has been embedded inside of me it was because i was raised and went to ga's and by and vacation bible school and was there every time i mean i had a drug problem my mother drugged me to church that was my drug problem i had a drug problem my mother drugged me to church and my testimony is that i have loved the lord my god my whole entire life i have loved him and served him my whole entire life i have no testimony that i was a drug addict i have no testimony the only man i've ever been with ever slept with is my husband amen he's the only man i've ever been with And I mean, this is the testimony of my life. And I used to think, God, I don't have a testimony. He said, you have the greatest testimony of all. Amen. Anyway, so I'm sitting there next to them. And and the Holy Spirit came upon me. And when he did, I went (gasps) like that. And my mother said, what's wrong? And all I knew to tell my mother was, Jesus has just come into my heart. And so she picked me up and she dragged me back outside. I thought I was going to get another whipping. (laughs) She dragged me back outside. And she said, now you tell me what happened. And I said, Jesus just came into my heart. That's all I knew to say. So she drags me around the side of the church and she opens the side door where the evangelist is up there preaching and the pastor's sitting up there and she points at the pastor and tells him to come here. I'm thinking, my mother was a bold woman. Where do you think I get my boldness from? Hallelujah. And they whisper in the corner and then he comes over to me and he says, now, Susan, tell me what happened. And I said, Jesus has just come into my heart. And he said, no, no, because I hadn't done it the Baptist way. I hadn't done it the way you were supposed to. He said, no, no, tell me what happened. And I said, Jesus has just come into my heart. And he said, well, when the evangelist could, uh, stops preaching and he has the altar call, I want you to come forward and we'll pray with you and we'll vote on you. Because, you know, thank God they voted me in. Glory to God, you know. Because back in the day they had to vote. I don't know what where that even came from, but glory to God. I went forward, made my confession, my public confession of faith. And I have lived for the Lord my whole life. Have I always done it right? No, absolutely not. But I praise God that at about 21 years old, he looked at a little Baptist girl and said, You know what, God? He said, You know what, Jesus? I can hear him saying it now. I want to fill that with the Holy Ghost and fire. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Aren't you so glad I got the Holy Ghost? Glory to God. If you thought I was crazy before, you should see me now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God got hold of me, filled me with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I feel led to tell that story. So I'm going to go ahead and tell it. Can I have a few more minutes? I remember, you know, because in Baptist mentality, we don't do that kind of stuff. Because I remember one time when I was about 12 years old, I went with to my grandfather's wedding. He had gotten married, remarried. And um, we went to his church, which was an Assembly of God church. And I think it was in Tyler, Texas. And I remember going to this church and I was standing beside my mother. And this woman was on the pew in front of us and she had her hand raised. And she starts, And I'm like, What is that? And my mother leaned down and she whispered to me. She said, it's what they call speaking in tongues. And it's something you should only do in the privacy of your own home. That's what my mother told me. And we, we laughed to this day that that's what my mother told us, right? Because now my mother's tongue talking to praise God and feel the Holy Ghost. And so anyway, that was my introduction to that. Well, here I am now, 21 years old. And uh, uh, the pastor that I had grown up under, my Baptist pastor that I had grown up under, had gotten the Holy boots from his church and he went down the road and several miles down the road and started his own church and I thought well I want to go check this out well that's the first time I ever saw any of that stuff going on and I remember thinking to myself oh my god what is going on in this place and I went home after the services were over that afternoon and my mother came over to see me and she said how was it what was it like because we had all heard our old pastor had been given the holy boot we didn't know why but we knew something bad had happened right And my mother came to me, and I remember telling my mother this. I said, you know what, Mom? I don't know that I understood everything I saw. And I don't even know that I understood anything I heard. But I do know this one thing. God was in that place. And all I know, Mom, is I want God. With everything that is within me, I want God. So I went back. And I went back again. And I went back again. And on one Sunday morning, I'm standing on the back row, and a friend of mine is standing next to me, and she said, are you still suffering with that ailment in your body? And I said, yeah. I said, the doctors have told me that there's really nothing else they can do except full hysterectomy. I don't know. She says, well, do you want more children? I said, yeah, I do. Anyway, so um, I said, yes, I do. And she said, well, you know, God can heal you. And I said, yeah, I know. And she said, well, let's go forward, and we'll let him pray for you. And I was like, oh, no, I'm good. He can do it back here. But immediately I looked at her and I said, would you go with me if I go? And she said, absolutely. So I go forward and I remember standing up there at the front and the pastor's going down the row and he's praying for people. And I looked behind me and her husband, my friend's husband, is standing behind me. Prentice and Becky Knight, he's standing behind me. And I said, now you catch me if I fall, right? Because I'm watching stuff I ain't never seen before. And so he said, I'm here, don't worry. I said, okay. And the next thing I know is my old pastor comes up to me. He's in heaven now with the Lord comes up to me and he's standing there and he says and he starts trying to explain to me about what's fixing to happen and all i could say my baptist mind and my baptist mentality is i believe 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 and i wanted all that god had for me i believe i believe i believe believe. the next thing i know i'm on the floor i can't move a muscle i'm plastered to the floor and i'm thinking oh my god People are looking at my skirt. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Then all of a sudden, I was able to somewhat sit up. And the pastor's wife, she's gone home to be with the Lord, too, sit sitting behind me, and she was praying in this funny language. And I said to myself, that must be what they call speaking in tongues. And then I got up off the floor. And by this time, because I'd been on the floor for so long, everybody in the church had gone home. I'm by myself. This old mother in the Lord. This old mother of faith. One of those women who doesn't mind staying at the altar. And tarrying until God does something. Amen. We sure do need them. She looked at me and she said, so can you speak in tongues? I didn't know what that was. And I'm like, I don't think so. She said, well, here. She showed me in the scriptures. that You know, pray in tongues to build up your most holy faith. And do that kind of stuff. She grabbed my hands. Guess where I went? Down to the floor again. And I got up. And I remember getting one word of my prayer language and the word was Barra. Barra. And every time I said the word Barra, I heard this voice out here say that's of the devil. So I was like, oh, I can't say that word because good Baptist girls don't do anything of the devil. Yeah, right. I got a bridge to sell you in Arizona, if that's the truth. There's some oceanfront property. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I say Barra. That's of the devil. I hear that voice and so I remember coming home and telling my husband about the experience, and I said, What do you think about all that? And he said, I don't know, but I know it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And I said, Okay. And so here I am, this, you know, I'm doing this, and I'm going throughout my day, and now it comes Monday, and then it becomes Tuesday. And every time I said this word, I heard that voice say, That's of the devil. And I'll never forget, I was walking through my living room, and I had a basket of laundry on my hip, walking through the living room, and I walked into the kitchen, and I said, Badra, like that. And I heard, That's of the devil. And, you know, I'm just sassy enough. I put that laundry basket down on that kitchen table. My little boy, was he was just a baby. He was only eight months old. He was in the bed taking a nap. And I went, you know, and I made, and I did just like this. I put my hands on my hips, and I made this declaration. I said, you know what? I don't care if that is of the devil because every time I say it, it makes me feel good. So I'm just going to say it. And I went, just like that. And when I did, this river of living water, this dam on the inside of me burst forth. And I went, Oh, remon de Brasikiato Brasikiatai. Oh, my husband comes home two hours later. He comes in the door. And I'm going, What is happening to me? He said, I don't know, but it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I could not. I prayed in tongues for hours. I could not have stopped it if I tried. This river of living water flowing through me. God literally flowing through me. Burning up inside of me with the Holy Spirit of fire. Glory to God. I'm telling you, we need some more Barah moments in the house of God. You want to be revival? Get to Barah glory to God. And you know what? I found out what the word Barah in Hebrew actually means. It means when God takes nothing and He makes something. Glory to God. I actually heard that. A Hebrew teacher said, you know, that's a Hebrew word. I said, no, I had no idea. And he said, it means to take nothing and make it into something. As in when God took nothing of the earth and he made it into the earth in which we live, he said, "Bara." And what was nothing became something. Hallelujah. So get to Barah and hallelujah. God is here and He is in this place. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't understand that, you know, I'm not really quite sure if I'm saved. If you're here today and you need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you drew your last breath, Jesus Christ would be the very next thing you saw. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray with you today. It, we all had to do it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. So if you're here and you need Jesus, just raise your hand. We'll pray for you. If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we want to pray with you. I mean, let's get to Barod. You want to, you know, revival talks to oh, we're send your revival fire. Can I tell you that you're the revival fire? The fire of the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you and you can go everywhere you go and you can bara. I mean, I remember looking at people and they're going like, what's happened to you? What's different about you? And I said, I don't know. It's just something called the Holy Ghost. I didn't even know what it was. And I said, it's something called the Holy Ghost. And they said, well, what is that? And I said, well, I don't know. I know that the word says that tongues are assigned to the unbelievers. So I just go And they look at me like i would lost my mind because I probably had lost my mind, which is a good thing some of us need to lose our minds. We need to lose our natural way of thinking because you know what? My life is not my own, right? I live in a heavenly realm. I mean, I live in a heaven because you know it's a wonderful place to live. Because if you live there, the things of this earth grow strangely dim. Amen. And so, anyway, where I want you to stand up, we're going to make these declarations. Glory to God. I want you to put your hand on your heart. We're going to make these declarations. I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, "I am the blessed of the Lord." I am the blessed. I am And say it like you mean it. I'm highly favored and abundantly blessed. The Lord daily loads me up with benefits. I have everything I need. I am loaded. Amen. The Lord is mindful of me. The blessings of God look for me. They hunt me down and overtake me. The Lord delights in my prosperity. prosperity. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am am highly favored. favored. And I live in abundance. In In Jesus' name.
1: name.
2: name. Amen. 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 The Lord says in Psalms 119, 68. God, you were good and you do good. That's all God can do. God cannot do anything but good in your life. And in Psalms 31, 19, it says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have prepared for those who what, trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. In other words, God wants to bless you in the presence of even your very enemy. Amen. He'll set a table and you can sit down and eat good things. Amen. And God says to expect an unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God upon your life. Amen. And what unprecedented means, it means unmatched, greater than you could even experience or think, ever see before. And the Lord said to tell you in closing this sermon that the best is yet to come. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, The best is yet to come. Amen, amen, amen. I have a few words, prophetic words. Can I really is that okay? I know it's twelve twenty five. I know the Baptist already beat us to the restaurant, but glory to God. Alright, this is what the Lord said. To tell you, y'all can be seated. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord said. I'm going to speak this over this house. The Lord said that the enemy came hard, but I have come harder. The enemy came hard, but I have come harder. The Lord says to tell you, Pastor John, Pastor Jeff, and the Gathering Place Church, that expect expansion. I saw God, I saw y'all moving into a new building. I saw you moving out of this place into a new building. You're coming out Of oppressed places into wide open spaces. Hallelujah. And you, sweet girl there that wore the fire shirt, burn fire girl, the Lord showed me today. He said, I saw you with a camera and a lens, and you were doing this with the camera and the lens. But God is going to give you his vision. He's going to give you eagle eye vision, his sight to see what the devil does not want you to see. The Lord says you have a pure heart, for it's the pure heart, it's the pure in heart that will see God. And God's about to show you some things that you've been crying out. For him to show you amen and i literally saw this big old lens and god was super fine-tuning your focus i mean he's super time uh fine-tuning your um your your vision amen and you're going to have like eagle vision glory to god and so father i just pray that over you right now i pray that the lord open your eyes and let you see what the devil does not want you to see the things that he has kept hidden in the obscurity that god show you how bright your future is going to be so bright that you're going to have to wear shades glory to god hallelujah and he's going to give you an eagle eye vision, and a, and an eagle can fly really high and see a prey down here on the ground. You know what I'm saying? He can see what he has, what he has sustenance for, what needs to sustain him. He can see it all the way from up there. Amen, amen. And he can go down and get what he has need of. And God, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that there's going to be some places you'll be just like at home. And God said, I want you to get up today and I want you to go here. Don't argue with Him about it. Don't reason yourself out of obedience. Get up and go because God says in those places there will be a blessing waiting for you. Amen. And it could be because you're carrying the blessing and not even aware that you're carrying the blessing. And God says you'll carry, that. you could carry the blessing, but God in the, says in those places there will be a blessing for you. Amen. He says your hearts burn for the nations. Your hearts burn for the nations. And the Lord said, not only am I going to put your feet in this nation but I'm going to take your feet to foreign nations. And the Father, Father says, you'll dance on foreign soil, and fire will be in your feet, and fire will be in your hands, and fire will be in your mouth. And the Father says, you will go, and you will burn like His burning one. Glory to God. I see you being the tip of the spear, going into places that other people would never even dare to go. But God's going to go, and God says, I'm going to be with you. I'll surround you with a shield. God said, I'll in faith and in favor. And everywhere you go, and God says, everywhere I send you, Will not have to have bake sale or a car wash because God said where I where I guide I provide Hallelujah where I guide I provide, Amen where I guide I provide and God's going to do it Glory to God Hallelujah send you to places Oh I see you taking pictures of your feet. Hallelujah. Everywhere you go, you're going to, I used to do that. I mean, I would be like in the Nile River taking pictures of my feet in the Nile River. I stand on the equator and actually take, I mean, the housewife from Onalaska, Texas, and my feet are on the actual equator. My feet are in Africa. My feet are in Russia. My feet are in Germany. My feet are in Czechoslovakia. My feet are in Liechtenstein. My feet are in Rome. My feet are in, 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 you name it, wherever, huh? New York, my feet have been everywhere. It's crazy. In Puerto Rico, you name it. The places that God has sent this housewife from Alaska, Texas, has blown my mind. Amen. And it was all because I said, God, here I am. Use me. Whatever you want to do. And you know what, honey? I never one time I had to have a a garage sale a bake sale or a car wash for god to send me there i don't if you want to do that you work yourself out and do it i just said okay god if you're providing if you're guiding you're providing and i just stand here and wait for you to bring the provision to me if god told me to do something i would have done it but he never told me to do it and god provide every penny for me to go amen hallelujah um god says to the paymasters in this house who who, who are the paymasters in this house Oh, come on, come on. Yeah, there there you go. Because you know what? God told me that you were a paymaster in this house, woman. He told me, woman of God, that you were a paymaster in this house. Because I asked him, I said, God, who would this word be for? The paymaster's in the house of God. This day God is shaking off of you every fear of lack and doubt and unbelief that the enemy has tried to attach to you. God says, give and you will give. God says to give, and you will give, and the promise to you is that even before the seed leaves your hand, it will be reaped abundantly manifold blessings coming back to you. God says, test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven over you to pour out blessings upon you up in you and over the top of you up up on you upon you up on you and up on you it's going to come both ways amen God says revelations um a witty ideas and inventions and provision for the vision unlike you have ever seen says the Lord amen And now I'm going to address something in this atmosphere. Anna Marie, the Spirit of the Lord says unto you that you are stepping into the fullness of the mantle of the prophet and the prophetic that rest upon you. And the apostolic that rest upon you. I saw the Lord. I wish to God I had my staff because I saw the Lord giving you a staff. Amen. What you have used in the past as a shepherd's rod. Glory to God. God is now going to make the rod of God in your hand. And God said, I have sent you to set a people free. Amen. I have sent you to set a people free. You walk in... Not only discernment, but you walk in a great amount of discernment. And the Father says that where your voice has not had credence in the past and where you have been dishonored in the past, God says double honor is now going to come upon you. God says double blessings and double honor. And I decree and declare the double, the double, the double, the double, the double. The Father said you will find favor that will go before you and it will open doors that no man can shut. No man can shut it. And God says, I will open doors that, that, that no man is going to be able to close. I'm telling you, God says, I'm going to open them. And I'm going to open them because I say unto you, my fairest one, my precious girl, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful even when others have been faithless to you. Your name and your character have been slandered from near and far, says the Lord. And they have talked about you, but you have been like a duck and let it roll right off your back. And you just said, you know, go ahead and talk on They hated Jesus. They're going to hate me too. But that's not going to stop me from doing what you called me to do, God. I'm going to walk in your favor. I'm going to walk in your goodness. And God says, you haven't seen nothing yet, honey girl. Baby girl, you haven't seen nothing yet, says the Spirit of the Lord. God says, I'm going to overwhelm you with my goodness literally going to come upon you and overtake you at every realm. And every one of these God children that you're raising up, every one of these angels in clothing and skin, every one of these angels, God says you're going to be movers and shakers in the kingdom. And you know why? Because God's going to take the foolish things and He's going to confound the wise. God says, I'm going to put a word in your mouth, an anointing in your hands. And God said, every one of you will flow and move in my spirit. Why? You, see, you hear my voice and you know me. He says, God, I have intimate relationship with each one of you. And Father said the enemy's tried several times to take each one of you out, but he's not succeeded because my good hand has been upon you. And I I see the Father now, not only was his good hand upon you, but I see him taking his other hand and putting it upon you as well. Glory to God. And God said it's a double, it's time for the double honor. So I doubly honor each one of you. I don't even know you, but I double honor each one of you. I double honor these children, these children that you've raised up. I double honor each one of you double honor, double blessing, double goodness, Father God, double favor. Everywhere you go, someone says, "Uh, what do you want? I just want the double. I want the double. I mean, because it is your portion. Hallelujah. It is your portion. Glory to God. Amen. Now, I'm going to address this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Et les ébaux s'en dédi et t'es les e kato ramos kete abo se kaya tanda debo se benda rabase kete ambo se kete i e rebose t kato robose bendo rabase kete ato e debo se te e le mo se te abo se kate i e non lebo se te the father says the spirit of oppression this blanket of heaviness is coming off this region and off of this house now in the name of Jesus whom the son sets free is free indeed there is now no guilt nor condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus the guilt and the shame over this region that has been under this this broken place the Lord says this day is no more It's gonna. it's no more going to keep you in cycles of defeat glory to God the Lord says be loosed from the spiritual cage the enemy has held you in. Yeah. This bondage for this day. I give you the keys to freedom. Yeah. And I decree and declare no yeah. more shackles and no more chains. And I heard you doing the let there be light thing. I can't do that. But I need you to come up here and do that. This woman has got an anointing on her life to do that. I cannot get there. But I, well, I could if the Lord wanted me to. But the Lord wants you to say it. Go ahead. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to decree and declare. Go ahead on. to Shoo. Yes. Lord said, Let be light. Yes. Let there be light. Oh. And
1: there
2: was light. Hallelujah. Yes. Woo. Do y'all feel that when she does that? I'm like, oh, honey, get the screaming over me. Woo. I bless you, men and women of God, because I can bless you by none greater. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God that I serve. Amen. Let's make it all about Jesus. Amen. Let's make it all about Jesus. And Father, I ask you today that you would bless each one of these men and women of God, that you would overwhelm them with your favor. Let favor surround them as a shield. Father God, let your blessings not only come upon them, but overtake them and overwhelm them at every case. And Father, give them an ear to hear, that father when they're to bless they're going to obediently bless in jesus name and young man who has the jacket on that i told you i liked i'm here to tell you right now you are going to be a forerunner in this move of god that's coming on the face of the earth right now you're going to be a forerunner the father said i'm going to light your fire like never has been lit before and the father said i'm going to use you for purpose and glory and greatness you think you just come probably because she forces you to come And you're smiling because that's probably right. But the Lord says, if you'll get engaged, God says, I'm going to do so much in your life. If you will engage, God says, I've got your name and I've got your number. Hallelujah. And the Father said, no matter where you try to run, you'll never escape my hand. It will always be upon you. But the Father said, if you will just very humbly yield to me. God said, if you'll just say, God, here I am. I I I want to be used, whatever it is, whatever it is. God says, I'll use you and I will use you to do great things, things that are going to blow your mind. And baby, let me tell you, it will be the most fun you've ever had. The most fun you've ever had. And it's going to be for great purpose and great glory. God says He loves you so much. In fact, I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, He wants to be a father to you, unlike any father you've ever known. He wants to show you the goodness of what the heart of a good father will be. The love that He wants to pour out upon you. There's, a, there's almost like a, you're keeping this back. You're almost like afraid to let God come upon you. But God says, lower your hand. Let him come in and do what he wants to do in your heart and in your life. Because he wants to overwhelm you with his goodness. And it's going to start out by you discovering that he's given you a spirit of adoption. And you can cry, Abba, Father, dear Daddy God. Can I tell you just the natural truth? That once you've been adopted... You can't be unadopted. That my parents have an adopted child. And, my, and this adopted child kind of went off the deep end, that kind of thing. And my dad went to, our, to his lawyer when he was alive. He went to his lawyer and he wanted to change his will. And he wanted to write the adopted child out of his will. And the lawyer told him, no, sir, you cannot do that. It is against the law to do that. He said, you can disinherit all of your natural children, but you cannot disinherit an adopted child. They must. Have access to your inheritance. And see, God gives us. So sometimes we think, oh, we've been given a spirit of adoption. Oh, no. You've been given a spirit of adoption. And because we are adopted by God, we have more natural rights than any natural child. We have more rights than any any other people in the kingdom as adopted children. And God says, I want to give you that spirit of adoption. And I want to adopt you. And I want to show you what it's like. To be my child and me be your Abba Father. I want to do great things with you, young. I want to begin to give you dreams and visions. I want to fill you with the Holy Ghost and fire and power. And don't have to be scared of it. God says, I want to do it, and I want to overwhelm you with my goodness. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sweet boy. Okay, Pastor, I'm done. I did. I already got it. Hallelujah.
0: Uh, Susan, stand back with me for a minute. Uh, Lucas and Joy, you guys stand up real quick. Y'all just stand in the, uh, Lucas, Joy, stand in the, in the aisle. And y'all turn your face, and we we'll just put your hands out like this. Father, we thank you right now for the new season upon their life. I thank you that the uncertainties that they have felt was only a distraction into purpose. I thank you you're giving them stability, firm foundation, foot uh, firm feet on the ground. That you have called them. And yeah, the enemy loves to come in and say that you're not caught. But this day the Lord says, I'm wrapping a new mantle upon exactly you both.
2: Exactly Amen. Oh,
0: okay. I'm wrapping a new mantle on you both. And the Lord says, Lucas, don't look back. Julia, don't look back. There ain't nothing there. But continue to move. I'm reminded when Elijah met Ahab at the gate. Elijah outran Ahab and basically said, this is my territory, you have no power. And the Lord has given you guys that type of authority to decree and to declare, this is my territory, and nothing happens unless the Father says it is to happen. So, Father, we just thank you. Do
2: you have something you want to release? I do. I saw Turn
0: Susan's mic back on, please.
2: Uh, I, the Spirit of the Lord told me, he said, this new mantle, because I saw that when I first stood up, I looked back there at you, and the Lord said, I'm putting a new mantle on them. And the Lord said, with this new mantle, just like when Elisha, picked up the mantle of Elijah the very first thing he went back to the river Jordan and he said he struck the water and he said where is the God of Elijah and he struck the water and the water parted the Lord said with this new mantle the water will part for you and the father says I will make a way where there seems to be no way and when you walk across the river on dry ground says the spirit of the Lord there will be provision on on every side. The Father said you're not going to have to worry about lack or poverty because that is not going to be your portion. Father says every time there is a need, God says I will send the ravens and they will feed you with bread and water of my spirit. God says I will supernaturally meet every need. It will be like the widow's oil when she didn't have a little but then all of a sudden all she had to do was go gather some pots and God says I hear the Spirit of the Lord said, I'm sending you some empty pots and God says they're going to be full of the oil of the Lord and there will provide for you yeah. says the Spirit of the Lord and the Lord also says because I hear him say because you have prepared a place just like the Shunammite one and you have prepared a place for for the presence of God. You've nurtured and you have kept a place stirred up for God's presence. God says to tell you that uh, in the in the midst of your deepest heart's desire, God says, I'm going to grant it to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you will see it manifest. I hear the Lord say within a year. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, when the enemy comes in, like in, a, in the time of famine, the Father said, you will come before the King and you find favor in my sight. And I will tell the enemy, restore back unto these people that which the enemy has stolen for the last seven years. Restore it, restore it, restore it, restore it. The word in your life will be restoration. Restoration. And God says recompense, recompense, recompense will be your new battle cry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come
0: on. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We're going to, uh, we didn't take up an offering earlier uh, for the church. I don't think I have to. And so, Do what you normally do in in terms of giving to the church. We're going to take up a special offering, though, for Susan. So we're going to, where's Brother brother Scott here? Did he step out? Okay, if you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. We'll get those passed out. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Jeff. Make out your check to Love Never Fails Ministries. This will go to Susan. Of course, if you're, if you're going to write a check to the gathering place, you can do that too. You can put it in the black box over there or put it in here. We're passing by. Thank you, Lord. Of course, if you need an offering, I'll just keep your hand raised. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Right here. <clears throat> Thank you, Give me a few minutes, dude, to, to do that. <clears throat> I'll pray over this in just a second. But if you want to if you're going to give to the text to give, the number is 936 261 8142. Amen. Erica, it was good to see you today. God bless you. <clears throat> Amen. All right, we're going to pray over the offering. Father, we just thank you that we're able to sow into this ministry today. Father, we thank you for the word that she released today. We we receive it today. We bless Susan and Charlie Mack. We thank you for their church. We thank you for a new season for their house. Father, we thank you for the resources that are being released into her church. Father, what was stolen, we thank you for a thousand times more return and we believe it in jesus name amen uh, we're going to pass the bucket so jacob's going to come each of your row you can give thank you so much uh, next wednesday april the 28th we're going to have a testimony night and so if god has done anything for you anything for you i want you to come and bring your testimony amen You heard what I said? So Wednesday, April 28th, we're going to have testimony night. So I want you to bring a testimony of what God has done for you. Melinda, I just hear the Lord saying that he's touching your body. He's healing every part of your body. So, Father, we just thank you for touching Melinda right now. We release your power. And your healing power right now, it's already hers. We just released it. And we thank you that she's stronger, she's healthier, and she's wealthier. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Today was good, huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. These folks are going to have a wonderful, powerful week. Father, we thank you that doors will open this week. Father, we thank you that the, the mouth of the accuser is shut. And Father, we thank you that angels go before us. We thank you that angels go all around us. We thank you for protection upon each person. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Friday night, seven o'clock. Don't forget faith walking yeah, faith. Walking by faith. faith.